0: Welcome to Podcasts of Ravnica. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. You know, fans are excited for the first major product combining the lore of Magic the Gathering's Plane of Ravnica with D&D mechanics for fantasy role-playing in Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. To celebrate the launch of Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, we asked the D20 Dames podcast to recruit new members of the D&D and Magic Live Play community to create 10 one-shot stories, each focusing on a different guild in the sprawling city of Ravnica. Hopefully by listening to these episodes, you get introduced to the possibilities of storytelling in Ravnica and maybe find one or two new podcasts to follow. To find out more about these groups and Guildmasters' Guide to Ravnica, available in game stores now and everywhere November 20th, head to dnd.wizards.com ggtr, or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv dnd. Have fun listening to this episode of Podcast of Ravnica, brought to you by Fate and the Fable Mavens, with special guest Jeff Ramos from Overrealms, focusing on the Selesnia Conclave. Hmm enjoy
1: welcome to Ravnica we are the Selesnia Conclave and this is Fate and the Fable Maidens The serene central Vernadi of the Selesnya Conclave looks for all the world like an emblem of peace, but it has been just as scarred as any guild across the city by the conflicts in Ravnica. Over the past year, new green life has grown over some of the more brutal wounds the Conclave suffered during the 75 years of the Broken Guild Pact. Selesnya appears strong and healed, welcoming new initiates to the world's souls embrace each day, but those scars linger under the surface of greenery as the guild strives to to grow in number, preparing for whatever the next conflict may be. After all, with the living guild packed rarely in Ravnica for long, the tension between each faction hangs heavily in the air. At the north of precinct three, in the tenth district, sits Vitu Ghazi, the Selesnia guildhall. Its branches reach out like loving arms to welcome all of good intent who pilgrimage here. Inside the majestic cathedral built around the tree, a bird-like woman covered in feathers kneels before Tristani, the dryad trinity and symbol of order, life, and harmony within the conclave. The Guildmaster speaks in one voice. In your many years since coming to Selesnya, you have served me well, Eden Gilrin. Today, I ask you to prove your dedication to Mat Selesnia yet again. A delicate matter has arisen, and I need members I can trust to see it is resolved. Can I depend on you? Of course! Good. You'll need at least two others to aid you, and I have just the votary and Sagittar in mind. Laura. You have just woken up to begin your day as you travel from your home near the Vitu Gazi in the Vernadi Central in Silesnia, where you will begin your day's work. Can you describe your character for us? Sure. So I am a luxodon, which is basically a bi... What is it? pedal? Bipedal? Mm -hmm. Where you have two feet? Bimodal? Bipedal. Yeah. Okay. I am a bipedal elephant, essentially, with like real fingers, but like the head and face of an elephant and all of that. I'm very tall. I'm seven foot eight inches. I am 350 pounds. And uh, I like to take my time. (laughs) I like to move slow. Sure. Sure enough, you wake up early each day so that you can take your time getting to work at the guild hall itself, where you serve as a votary. Can you tell me a little bit about your uh, your role in this guild? Yes. Yeah, so essentially, what I do is I protect the v Ghazi in the garden area. And that's pretty much what I do. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. And so for the past little while, it's been pretty uneventful. But today, as you arrive at work, you see a couple of your uh, co-workers fellow guards and votaries in their own right, standing around a broken branch on the ground that looks to have come from the tree itself. How did this happen? The guard that you usually are posted with in the north side of the garden, Hinji, looks up at you. He is a loxodon as well. And he looks at you and blinks slowly. We're not sure. It was like this when we arrived. It looks like it fell.
2: That is not normal. I
1: feel like we're talking to the sloth in Zootopia.
2: <laughs> Anything worth
1: saying. <laughs> oh, dear God. We're, no, we're not going to wait through that. Kenji says, no. But I'm sure Tristani knows. We can only do what we do and guard the Vernadi yes thank you (laughs) for saying some words (laughs) you pass by the broken branch as a few others uh come by to remove it and as you approach your station you look up and can see that sure enough there is a splintered branch on the v2 gazi and that is certainly not normal becca you're finishing your day of work as you are getting ready to wrap up and head home, you encounter your brother, Boravir. Can you describe your character for me, please?
2: Yes. My character is a centaur. The horse part of her body looks similarly to a Clydesdale. She's six foot two ways... <laughs> 1,800 pounds. Because <laughs> that's how much a client still weighs. Okay. Yeah, and she's wearing leather armor and her hair is kind of braided back, fancily down her, her head and then down her back. And there are like beads that are in it as well.
1: So you have been stationed for the past few weeks in some of the higher branches of the Vitu Ghazi. Can you describe your role within the guild?
2: Yes. My character is a Sagittar and Sagittars are archers who defend... different guild locations throughout Selesnya. Um, And they are such accurate archers that people in Ravnica say that Sagittars aim their bows using maps. So, your brother,
1: Boravir, is a few centimeters taller than you are, but similarly has the body of a Clydesdale. And, uh, is kind of rubbing his eyes as he approaches you, and he says, well, about to turn in for the day. How is your shift. It went really well, Borevere. Tired? Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. Uh, Ninosh has been up at all hours. You know how the young foals can be. Uh, but he's so cute. No, he's very cute. I, <laughs> no, of course, I, I love him very much. It's just definitely harder to balance than I anticipated.
2: Mm. Well, let me know if you ever need me to watch Ninosh. Of
1: course. I would say being a father is almost... As rewarding as being a Sagittar here. Almost? No, 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 no. It is entirely, nope, you're right. It is, (laughs) it's incredible. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me, but it is also the most exhausting thing. And the two of you are kind of walking down this spiraling staircase around the outside of the tree, which has a cathedral built into it and around it. And as you make your way down, you also see this splintered branch as you pass by it. What happened here? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I heard the, the crack, but some of the others said that they were going to take care of it. It was only a few minutes ago. You, you didn't hear it? I guess I must have been wrapped up in my work. Well, it didn't seem to be any of the other guilds, so I don't think we have too much to worry about. And the two of you reach the bottom, where two Loxodon votaries have taken up their posts. And before you can head home, you see... A woman approaching. Sam, can you please describe your character?
3: Yes. I am playing a Simic who has taken on the animal qualities of a barn owl, um, and the only quality that I have taken on is her feathers. So I have a humanoid form, but an elvish face. Uh, I have fingers and feet, but I'm covered in feathers. Very nice. And uh, you
1: have been serving in this guild for as long as you have been a part of it, since you came over from... Where did you come over from?
3: I came over from the Simic Combine, another guild here in Ravnica.
1: And it's been almost a hundred years since you first did. In that time, you have seen and served Selesnya during the time of the Broken Guild Pact, and you've served Trostani faithfully. And now she has sent you to summon these two Selesnian members,
3: a Votary and a Sagittar. I'm going to see them both approaching, and I'll turn to the centaur first and say
2: Erebus yes
3: and they'll turn to the Luxudon
2: Zorja yes you are needed I'm gonna turn to my brother and put a hand on his shoulder and say give Ninash a hug for me and then walk to follow
3: yeah okay I'll see you later uh maybe lunch I'd love that I would like to turn to her brother yes you're so tired yes you should really get a nap and I'm going to extend the hand out and touch him on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And maybe he feels just a little bit better. I think he does. I think he
1: feels a little bit relieved and relaxed. And he inclines his head to you and says, I will do that. Thank you good. for your concern. I will take care of your sister. No need to worry. Thank you. I'm sure that if the world's soul has need of her, it is for good reason. And with that, he kind of trots off a little bit more pep in his step than before. And he looks back and gives you a smile, Erebus, as he heads home to see his young son, Ninosh and his wife, who will be fixing lunch for you later. Sam, can you describe your character's
3: role within this guild? Yes. So I am a dignitary for the Tristani, and I create peace among the other guilds, and I see myself as a helper to anyone in the guild. Should I share my background? What background I chose? Would you like to share a little bit of your background? Yes. Okay. Renee allowed me to choose kind of a homebrew background, and I chose the mystic, and one of the sub-levels is an empath. And so one of my character traits is I take on the emotions of whoever is near me and can kind of take away whatever they're feeling.
1: Now, being an empath has been an essential gift for Eden during her time as a dignitary for Trostani and for Selesnia. But the last 75 years of this job have been quite exhausting. And this past year has been better, easier, but still stressful in that while in the past 75 years the guilds had been in all-out conflict, the tensions now are uneasy and uncertain and very dependent on whether or not the Living Guild Pact is present in Ravnica. And so these past few weeks have been peaceful and restful for all of you. Nothing has been particularly eventful. But... Then again, that's always when trouble strikes. So the three of you enter the V2 Ghazi and find Tristani in the central chamber where she extends with three separate beings extending from the same trunk. And all three heads incline to you at the same time as you walk in, nodding and acknowledging your presence as she says, Welcome back,
2: Eden. And
1: Zorgia Ereves, welcome. Thank you for coming.
2: I bow to Tristani. Of course, Tristani. I always heed your call.
1: I also do a little bow. Well, it's not little, it's kind of, it's, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing about you is little. No. And I say, it is an honor to be called. She smiles and gives a little bit of a laugh and she says, yes, yes, of course, and that is one of the reasons I knew I could call upon each of you, though I do regret to inform you that there is a delicate matter at hand and I need to entrust it to those I can trust. I cannot promise that that this will not be dangerous, and you will need to take this quest of your own volition. Do you accept?
3: I accept. Yes. I'm going to kind of approach her just a little bit more and say, I am always
1: at your service. She smiles and nods to one of the hierarchs who is uh, standing off to the side, and this minotaur dressed in somewhat regal robes, you recognize them as kind of the religious uniform here. They step forward and they have a creature in their arms. Can each of you roll me whatever check you think would be best to try and figure out what this is.
2: Okay, I'm gonna roll nature. Is this one of those one of those challenges? Nope. Oh, this is just a whatever you
1: wanna roll sort of this thing. This is just roll roll those dice. This is DD. I got an eight,
3: so I don't know.
2: <laughs> I rolled perception and okay. I got a seventeen. Okay. I also rolled perception and I got a 23. Okay. Good God.
1: <laughs> Erebus and Zorja, you know what this is because you have served outside and as guards for this, uh, this guild for so long. Eden, you don't often deal with the nature of things. You're often dealing with people, but you have never encountered a creature like this before. Erebus, you've seen one of these creatures before. Zorgia, you just know what it is. This is a sky swimmer. Erebus, what strikes you as odd is that sky swimmers are giant gigantic or gargantuan if you want to use the correct D&D term. <laughs> gargantuan leviathans that swim through, you guessed it, the sky. They are huge, massive creatures. They eat rocks for breakfast, like the bird rocks, not actual rocks. <laughs> And they're quite intimidating and quite dangerous uh, it, and when they have come down before into the area, Erebus you know Sagittars have had to be at times responsible for taking them down uh, and they tend to be quite destructive when that happens. It's been ages and you have never fought one on your own. Zorgia, you have seen shadows in the sky that you have believed to be sky swimmers and occasionally the guards will point up at them and murmur as they pass but uh, you also have never ever seen one up close what's odd about this one is that it's so small and it fits in the arms of this minotaur with its head kind of cradled at the minotaur's shoulder and its tail dangling down towards the ground the minotaur steps forward and tristani says earlier today this young sky swimmer fell from the sky and struck the v2 Ghazi. you may have noticed the broken branch yes when it fell, it was injured. It's doing all right. The danger is that its mother may yet realize it's gone. And if it does, well, the entire city could be at risk. It's been very long since a Skyswimmer has come down close to Ravnica, but I have no doubt it would for the sake of its child. I want you to travel and return this creature to its mother, whatever means you deem necessary. Of course.
2: Anything for the safety of Celestnia.
1: Um, Tristani? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Eden. Why am I needed for this mission? An excellent question. As you know, Eden, the other guilds have been restless in the past year, and they would have this creature for their personal gain. I could name a number of guilds who would be interested in having such a terrifying Leviathan on their side, but the world's soul desires balance to be preserved. And the balance can only be preserved If nature is left be, you understand?
3: I nod knowingly. Of course. If
1: the other guilds are to intervene, and I believe they might, I need a well-rounded team with a variety of strengths to address this issue.
3: I'm happy to be of service. I'm gonna just give a slight head bow. She bows
1: and uh, she kind of nods back to you and um, one of her other one of the other dryads who has not been speaking to you though they kind of do take turns speaking a different one was speaking to you earlier, Eden. and the one on the right kind of extends her hand and another hierarch stands steps forward and opens a small chest. Inside are three green coin-like things marked with the tree, which you'll know is the symbol of Celesnia. She says, Take these Celesnian charms. They may be useful to you, though I cannot say what may be ahead. And for each of you, you now have a Celesnia charm, which when you activate, you can cast the Aura of Vitality or Conjure Animals spell. Or alternatively, you can give up to three creatures within 30 feet of you resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage until the end of your next turn. The charm vanishes after activation. The Hierarch hands you these charms, and Tristani motions again to them, and they step back, and she says, I'm putting my faith in you to return this child home. I do not know what will happen, whether guilds or perhaps the mother may be ahead of you, but I trust you to do your best, and I hope to see you again at the end of the day. And at that moment, a horn resounds from outside. Erebus, you recognize this as a horn from the Sagittars who are currently on shift.
2: My head whips over to the direction of the horn.
1: Your head whips over in the direction of the window that shatters as someone comes crashing into this room of the cathedral. And right after that, another window shatters and another figure comes crashing through. And then another and more are swarming in, crawling in through the window and down the wall everyone uh actually roll me a history check in the moment to uh it's very very panicked to see if you recognize who these people are
2: oh man eight <laughs> uh nat one same <laughs> no way is it one of my favorite enemies because i get advantage on oh go ahead and give me advantage please i'm switching dice <laughs>
1: Go yes advantage go <laughs> well somebody find out what these things are still eight well <laughs> son of a gun well I roll with triple advantage
3: <laughs> just kidding no
1: <laughs> no you don't um in the moment uh it's just very panicked. Suddenly, these these people have crashed into the room around you and you see that their hair is wild and their clothes are somewhat ragged and stitched together, decorated with bones and furs, and their faces painted. One of them comes rushing forward as another centaur steps forward and with its glaive throws the being, the human, across the room. Several of the doors on around the room open as Ledev guardians come rushing in. You know that these are some of the champions of the Celestia conclave. Some of them are humanoids riding direwolves. Others are centaurs. And they rush in to defend Trostani. But also the three of you as the Minotaur reaches forward to hand you this small sky swimmer. Uh, I'll take it. Thank you. The Minotaur looks you in the eye, Zorja, and says, hurry, go, we'll take care of the Gruul clans. Because I can't introduce a guild and then not name drop, even though you all had <laughs> terrible roles. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. Zorgia move very slowly, unless they're called to action. So when I'm handed this Sky Swimmer and I'm told, go, hurry, get out, I go really fast. <laughs> which is surprising to see the (laughs) seven foot eight inch elephant person booking it out of there. So Zorja just takes off. Erebus, Eden, what do you do?
2: I pull out like my longbow and rush off with Zorja. Oh, also I'm trumpeting out of my trunk and like my ears are <laughs> flapping
1: as I'm like, I'm running out. <laughs> Great.
2: For the sake of if there's something happened, readying an action to where if someone tries to intercept zorgia or take the sky squimmer that i'm like holding my longbow ready okay. to
1: yeah i think that that kind of preparation is good to have and we'll see how that
3: that plays out mechanically here in a moment um eden i'm gonna give one last look to the drastani my eyes are really wide and i'm taking everything in and then i'm going to flee after them
1: you make eye contact with one of the Dryads. The other two, their attention is trained on the action now around them as the entire room has broken out in a, a small-scale battle with the Ladev guardians taking on the members of the Gruel clans as a few more crawl in through the windows. Tristani is entirely surrounded by centaurs with their weapons at the ready, and a few of the Gruel members realize that you are now running away with the object of their desires, but the Ladev guardians step in and stop them. You all manage to escape outside as Tristani waves to you from where she is still at the center of the room. The three of you rush out and Eden, you're having a little bit of a hard time catching up. For one reason, you lingered. For another, you're with a centaur who is uh <laughs> very fast and also Zorja like took off. Like <laughs> in one of those cartoons, she like now has that like trail of a spoke behind her as the two of you just kind of watch her go. <laughs> oh. You're making your way across Across the garden of the main Vernati, the central Vernati of Celesnia, which surrounds the V2 Ghazi. Eden, how are you trying to catch up?
3: I mean, I'm running as fast as my little legs will carry me because I do think our normal Fade FM listeners need to know I am the smallest person here. Yes. It's <laughs> true. We switched it up. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I'm going to do this thing because I, th- I think it's a good time to do this. I'm not doing a very good job catching up. And so, Renee, I'm going to cast jump to jump up and i'll be able to jump up 60 feet and then i'm going to then glide down using manta glide which is something that as a simic i can do you jump up
1: into the air and you extend your arms and these feathered wings are there not full wings you're not a full bird but they do extend enough for you to glide down now uh can you roll me a perception check please yes Hold on, math is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> for reals though. Twenty-four. Great. You see Eden gliding down as she she has done this jump and she is now she's now trying to catch up to you. Um and you see her kind of coming out of the sky.
2: Erebus slows down, takes a breath, sticks her arm out, and goes, for the sake of Celestia. H- hop aboard <laughs> what would you say how would you say uh, that nope hop aboard is great no, I love hop that's aboard. not something that she would say though it's beautiful and poetic no I'm poetic. not a boat I'm a beautiful steed <laughs> for the sake of Celestia you may ride on my back
3: I would say at this point like Eden's still like gliding down and mm-hmm. so I think she'll just gently like glide and land on your back roll me a dexterity check acrobatics how would that look? I think it's like she's gliding down. It's almost like sticking a mount. <laughs> she's got to like make sure her feet go in the right spot. What do you
2: mean? Oh, on either side? Yes.
3: There's no saddle or anything. No, there's no saddle. I know. So roll me an acrobatics check and explain how this, we'll see how this goes. Okay. I switched dice. <laughs> Let it be known. I did switch dice, but I got an eight. Eight.
1: Okay, um, yeah, so you you try and, uh, and land on Erebus's back, and you're about to miss. Erebus, you kind of sense this as she's coming down, especially since she was coming down at an angle, and you're still kind of running as you try and time this right. Can you go ahead and roll me a dexterity
2: check as well, please? I have great hand-eye coordination, body-eye coordination. <laughs> body. <laughs> dexterity... Just straight decks, not, so not saving throw. No, unless you want to argue for something. If she doesn't land, I'll die. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that,
3: was, okay. that was a different kind of argue than I think Renee was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Why should she saving throw? Uh, 16. Oh, okay.
1: You see she's about to miss, and you're able to kind of help her onto your back with your hand um, as you kind of pluck her out of the sky and she's not very heavy she's pretty light so she is able to kind of balance herself as you continue your pace and speed up to catch up with Zorgia who's just uh, still booking it I imagine I'm not slowing down
3: I do want to say whenever I land I do feel like it's one of those things where because I was so inaccurate like my eyes are really big and I look a little panicked and so when she kind of grabs me and puts me on her back I lose a couple feathers like okay just like a cartoon like where I w- would have been yeah you were kind of like fluffed up
1: yeah okay
2: <laughs> it's a little above table but just for sake of like understanding how fast zorgia is moving like my base speed is 40 so like what how like how fast is are we talking about here
1: so um Laura what is your base speed 30. so essentially mechanically zorgia has been dashing so she's okay. going about
2: 60 feet. got it.
1: For six seconds.
2: <laughs> so I'm also having a hard time stay-
1: staying you on it. You are
2: right now. Unless I'm dashing. Unless you start dashing too. Yes, but I'm going to do controlled dash so that I'm st- um, even with her.
1: Okay, so once you've kind of gotten Eden on your back, uh, you're able to catch up with Zorgia and keep pace with her. Zorgia, you are now... You see your two companions, the Senchar and the Simic hybrid, riding on her back next to you. And Eden, you notice it first with your insanely high perception. Ooh, feet. I think we have the same. Are you 17? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, both of you notice it then with your insanely high perceptions. You hear a laugh. (laughs) Oh, no. And you look in the direction you hear it, and you see a small goblin wearing red and black colors emerging from one of the bushes. And then you hear another laugh from your right this time. (laughs) And you see another goblin step forward. And then you realize that there are humanoid figures behind them as well. Everyone roll. (laughs) Roll me history again for this. Okay, 20 not natural. 12. 16. Eden, you recognize them right away. And in fact, I don't know how you feel about typically dealing with the cult of Rakdos, but Selesnia is not their biggest fan. No, I would say that they
3: exhaust me because they're such high energy.
1: Really? Erebus, you also recognize them. Rakdos. And let's see, Zorgia, you know who they are. You've never had to deal with them or seen them. Erebus, you've probably taken a few out in your time as a Sagittar, but Zorgia, you've not seen them before you just know what these colors mean. Mm-hmm. And you you associate those laughs with them as well.
3: Okay, I have a question. Yes. How far away, Zorgia, are you from us? Did you kind of stop when you saw these people? I can't imagine
1: that I would. She <laughs> said a minute ago that nothing was going to slow her down, so I just had to put an obstacle in the way to see, to test that theory.
3: I'm going to cast Polymorph okay. on the Sky Swimmer. Okay. I want to turn it into a kitten. Okay. <laughs> would it be an unwilling creature, or you think it would be willing?
1: I think... Okay, so Tristani, when she handed it to you, or, you know, entrusted you with it since she didn't physically hand it to you, um, mentioned that it was injured. And that has been true in that, you know that sky swimmers are pretty dangerous creatures, Generally, but this one seems somewhat docile And um, that can be attributed to its injury So yes, I would say that it is willing to become
3: a kitten at this point I just think that would be a good idea Since we think people are after this thing So I'm going to turn it into a orange and white striped kitten That kind of looks like Renee's cat Jenny <laughs> Okay <Nah. laughs> but
1: How long does Polymorph last? It'll last for an hour Great, okay So you are able to do this as you see the the sky swimmer in Zorge's arms Zorgia, you're now holding a little kitten. What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> then I would stop. Oh, <laughs> okay. Zorgia stops. I'm going to use message on Zorgia and say,
1: "To keep it safe." Zorgia, a voice in your head says, "To keep it safe." <laughs> I look around and I just nod. <laughs> <laughs> okay, voice in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Zorgia, as you look around for this voice in the sky, you see that the cult of Rakdos is now swarming this garden. There are a number of them and they are all coming directly for you. And you have all now entered the skill challenge.
2: Ding 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 ding. No, oh, I was like, I want to shoot. No
1: him. no 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 no
2: no oh,
3: no no I didn't say you couldn't I'm just saying that's where we are. Cool. And you have to make us make choices on this one. Okay. Um, let me ask is um Erebus stopping I guess. If Zorja has stopped, Erebus has, has stopped. Okay. Then as soon as you stop, I'm going to slide off your back and approach the other guild members. Oh,
1: the other, like the other guild. You're approaching the cult of Rakdos? Yes. I, I am most definitely
3: doing that. Okay. They are
1: literally all around you. Are you trying to call out one in particular?
3: You may see if I recognize anyone from my other interactions. Uh, no, these seem to be,
1: uh, cronies, if anything. Okay. Uh,
3: hello. Uh, Members of Rakdos. I am Eden Gilrin, a representative of Celesnia. One of the goblins is like, yeah, yeah, cool beans. Roll me what you <laughs> deem you are wanting to use. I'm wanting to use persuasion in this particular situation. Is now the time to do it? Is it going to like help me Like as I go on? like I won't need to roll another persuasion? That's because a good I- question. I don't really know. I don't know how the scene is going to play out. I don't want to roll it right now.
1: Well, you have to roll something. <laughs> I know. So if you're stepping forward to talk to them, I think you only have a number of options.
3: Okay. This is the moment then. Okay, I'm going to roll persuasion. Okay. <sighs> uh, Yep. This is the first time that Samantha's been able to say a number this high, but I'm rolling a 31. Whoa. Yes. I have a plus 12 in persuasion.
1: Okay. Uh Yeah, more that more. will be your first success. It better be... <laughs> This goblin stops and the goblin right behind him piles into him. And they're like, so what do you want then? We are
3: just seeking travel at
1: the moment. Both of them kind of narrow their eyes at you. And the rest of the the cult is still approaching. Two of them, you can see the glint of their swords in their hands. They're close enough. <laughs>
3: Okay. Renee, I would like to name drop. Okay. What's somebody I know in Rakdos? Oh, golly freaking (laughs) G. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Let me check.
1: That sounds like a rectus
3: laugh. It does. (laughs) Maybe I should have been rectus. Who am I partnered with? (laughs) Surprise, I cast polymorph on myself. No. (laughs) No. Man, I have never rolled that high. Yeah, that's incredible. Doesn't it feel good? That was a 19 plus 12. Crazy. How do you have 12? Uh, Expertise. I'm a bard. Jack of all trades.
4: Ah, Plus other things.
3: Mm -hmm. Sam. Eden would know
1: Damon, who is a ringmaster of Rakdos. Okay.
3: What are all of you doing out here? Are you on a special project for Damon? He is a friend of mine. I am a... I should have announced myself better. I am a dignitary of Celesnia. The goblin in front of
1: you spits on the ground and he says, Damon doesn't have friends. I never said friend, but I am an acquaintance. You did say friend. Wait, you just said friend. Didn't she
3: just say friend? And the goblin next to him's like, yeah, yeah, I totally heard her say friend i'm sorry i i think of everyone as my friend i i do apologize but he and i have worked out several trade deals between Rakdos and selesnia i i am sure that you have enjoyed our goods that we produce well you're not our friend oh i am so sad to hear that laura Mm -hmm. what is your ac
1: (laughs) Thank you for asking. It is 18. Okay. So this arrow whizzes by your head as Eden is talking to these two goblins, and it's coming from another direction as more members of the cult continue to close in on you. I turn to where the arrow came from. Erebus, with your perception, you see a pegasus far up in the sky (sighs) out of the garden ahead as it slowly descends, still far away from you, but towards the great... Concourse, which you'll know, is uh, the network of streets leading across most of Precinct 3, where the Vitagazi
2: is. Is this where the arrow was coming from? No. <laughs> oh, this is just a separate thing. <laughs> <laughs> you see this thing ahead of you. Okay, is there any significance to this that I should- that I would be
1: aware of? I mean, you know what equinots are, and you know that they are uh, Celestian troops or scouts. Yes.
2: Okay, so- I would see this and assume that there are equinots coming to kind of aid in all of this. Yeah, so there's only one that you can see right now, and it's far from you. But it's in the direction that we want to head? You can deduce that, yes. Okay, well, I would like to. So I have to use a skill in order to do something? Yes, and you all need to be using skills to get out of this situation,
1: but you cannot use the same skill twice, and it must be a skill cool. that you are trained in. Well,
2: I am going to use... Well, I'm going to... So this is what I'm going to pose it to you. I would like to take out a couple of, or try, you know, depending on how things work, I would like to to, uh, try to take out some of the goblins that seem most threatening, maybe the one where there's the arrow shooting. So I'd like to be able to attack, but could I use, so like insight, part of insight is being able to predict the next moves. So could I, would I have to like pass An insight roll to see if I'm able to deduce that they are going to continue attacking. Well, are you wanting to deduce that they're going
1: to continue attacking, or are you wanting to use insight to attack them efficiently? Yes. The
2: second one. (laughs) I want to
1: attack them. Okay. So, yes, you'll go ahead and roll me that, please. I
2: have cool attacks, though. I
4: want to use them.
1: I'm sure there will never come a moment in the rest of this game oh, where you get to moly. do that.
2: That's really sad.
1: It's a 10. That will be your first failure. Aww. Eden has been talking to them and... This arrow whizzes past. Erebus, you look around and you try to deduce something about them, but as you try and plan an attack, you are overwhelmed by the sheer number coming towards you as all three of you stand still in the middle of this garden with an orange kitten in Zorgia's arms. Okay, I want to do something now. Okay, what do you want to do? I try to think of the best way to do this. Okay. I'm going to try to use my history check to get that out of the way because I feel like that's going to be really hard to use okay and i'm going to say look our guilds have not always gotten along yeah you could say that again but i will not (laughs) okay (laughs) however today we have done no harm to you despite the arrows you have flung at us let us pass and we will continue This piece.
3: Hey, Jimmy, (laughs) she wants us to let him pass.
1: Jimmy goes, (laughs) Roll me uh, uh, your skill check, please. Uh, 16. Oh, that will barely pass. Yay. (laughs) So the rest of the cult is still coming at you, but Jimmy is is like, Well, I guess it's always fun to let your prey run before you catch them, huh? Jerry? (laughs) And Jerry says,
4: (laughs) Yeah. Watch him
1: run. And they both step aside to uh, let you run. Can I go again? Are you still standing still? Are all of you still standing still? No, I'm about to move if I can go again. Okay, go again. Okay, I'm going to start walking away. And while I'm walking, I'm going to be checking and making sure like everyone is staying away. There's nobody approaching me. I'm trying to use my insight check. (laughs) Okay. There are a ton of people approaching you. You can tell that without your insight check. They are coming from literally all sides and there are then dozens of them. Okay. Then I'm walking forward, finding the best path out where I don't have to push anyone. Okay. Okay, you're still walking while doing this, really? I, I mean, I don't want to spook them. If they don't look spooked, I'll start running. Okay. Well, go ahead and roll me your insight check to see. I guess if they're spooked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That is a 21. Okay, so with that success, you are able to see the Pegasus descending, is now reaching the ground towards the Great Concourse, and you notice that that seems to be the path of least resistance. There are few of members of the cult that direction. Three to five, I would say, uh, that you can see from here. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna head straight towards the where the Pegasus is landing. Okay, are you walking? No. Okay, <laughs> she's skipping.
3: <laughs> I, at this point, I've been around these Raktos people for too long, and I'm gonna pull out my what's it called? Ocarina? 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 ocarina. Macarina? Ocarina? No. Okay, no, just- I'm gonna pull out my <laughs> I'm gonna pull out my ocarina and play like a little like happy ditty. Are all a jolly bunch, are you? (laughs) Oh god. Jerry looks at you real weird. I'm blank at him. Are you trying to use a skill here? No. (laughs) <laughs> I got thirty one on persuasion. <laughs> I don't understand why they're so hostile at me right now. So
1: Zorja's going off down the way. Uh, Erebus, what are you doing?
2: She's going to go with her. Okay. Are you walking? No. <laughs> Shouting back, Eden, hurry and kind of Eden shoving. Is still is Eden? Did Eden get off your back?
3: Yes. Yes. Oh God. Okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And it's kind of uh, a shoving people. But also. No. No (laughs) Minerva voices. No, I'm just transitioning. I'm just looking at stuff. Okay. Can I cast a spell? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I would need to cast a spell and then do an attack. Okay. What skill would you like to use to do your attack? (sighs) Renee. Becca. Perception. (laughs) Okay. i perceived some information about what's going on around me okay yes go ahead and that it's a real bad situation yep it is uh go ahead
1: and uh what spell are you casting for one thing hail of thorns okay and go ahead
2: and roll me perception to see where you might best aim it. These dice, they're going to jail. I've never sent dice to jail, but these are going to jail because they suck so bad. That is a 9. That is another failure for you as uh, you aim this arrow, and what does Hail of Thorns do? Well, Hail of Thorns is a bonus action, so th- it's the next time you hit with a ranged weapon attack. In addition to the normal effects of the attack, the target and each creature within 5 feet of it must make a dexterity save. A creature takes 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much on a success.
1: Okay, so um, you shoot this arrow and it does not hit. Instead, it lodges itself in the ground a few feet from the the, one of the Rakdos figures emerging from the trees. And the figure steps on the arrow and breaks it in half and looks at you with a wicked grin as it draws a sword. Well, it was nice adventuring with you. Zorja, are you just still running? Yes! (laughs) I have a job to do and I'm going to do it alone or die so you just trying. like call back to Erebus bye <laughs> it's been it's been fun it's been real real <laughs> see you later hey she can take care of herself this little tabby cat I got can't fair well,
3: tabby. Erebus are you slowing
1: down or are you going to try and continue running to keep up with Zorja no I'm just going you continue to gallop after Zorja Eden is yeah
3: I'm gonna okay. Say, I'm
1: going to follow. Yep. But I'm going to giggle while I do it. Okay. Um, I feel <laughs> like maybe Eden should have
3: been in the cult of Racto. I think so. Okay. <laughs> She should not be. She's just feeling very strongly right now. (laughs) Yeah. But she will have a headache later.
1: Eden's giggles chime in with the chorus of the cult as they start to catch up on your heels. Eden, they're approaching you first.
3: Aw, cute. I'm going to cast non-detection on myself. (laughs) Okay, what does that do?
1: Also, what skill are you
3: using to try and do this? Magic.
1: Uh, I believe it's called (laughs) Duruvati.
3: So non-detection for the duration, you hide a target that you can touch with divination magic. The target can be a willing creature, place an object no larger than 10 feet in any dimension. The target can't be targeted by any divination magic or proceed through magical scrying sensors. So you're wanting to cast this on yourself. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to like place a hand on my chest and just kind of go boink, and okay. do like a like light tap and I'm good to go. And what skill are you going to use to do this? Perception. Why are you going to use perception? Because it's the perception of other people. I don't think that's <laughs> how perception works. Is it not how D&D works? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about performance? Because I am a bard and I do. You are a bard. Very good. Yeah. Magic is performative. Go ahead and roll me a performance skill. I'm so proud. Can you hear my proud DM voice? Hey, Renee, guess what? 30. (laughs) Good lord, Sam. Plus 12. You are overpowered. I am not. It's expertise and it's jack of all trades. Um,
1: that will be another success. You now have one success to go or one failure to go, depending on how you're going to get out of this situation.
3: I cast non-detection on myself. Yeah,
1: you're doing great. Uh, They can't detect you anymore, but you are still falling behind the rest of your party.
3: I will dash. Okay. That is 60 feet. Great. You are able to catch up with Zorgia. Who doesn't know I'm there.
1: Who does not know you are there. A large figure with a crown of horns on its head steps out of the bushes in front of you. You are nearing the edge of the Vernadi. You can see where the pegasus has landed outside and where its rider is sitting atop it. But this figure steps forward wielding a large spiked club which it swings menacingly. How do you all try and make it to the end?
2: Erebus is going to wait to see what Zorgia does because Zorgia has the... Sky swimmer, and that's the priority. You mean the kitty? Yeah, yeah. The but kitty. I know that it's not a cat. True.
1: The rider of the Pegasus is being menacing towards us, or towards what's behind us? No, the rider of the Pegasus is is off in the distance. The Rakdos member who has stepped out in front of you is looking menacingly oh, at you. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that part. Is this still the skill check time? Yes. Okay, then I will. Look this being in the face, in the eyes, specifically down, right? Because I'm very tall, so Mm -hmm. I'm towering, and say, I'm going to keep going. It is best that you go and be with your friends, safety and numbers, and uh, keep going. What are you going to roll for that? Persuasion. Go ahead and roll me persuasion, please. Uh, That is a 26. That is your final success. Woo! As this member looks up at you and he says, I don't have friends. And it's too late because you're already past him in that brief <laughs> moment of hesitation that he took considering and counting on his his fingers. He he does not have friends and it threw him off long enough for you to get past. And the three of you approach the gate of the Vernati. You can see the great concourse beyond and now you see a number of other pegasi descending from the sky as you see this person waiting at the edge for you. And the Cult of Rackleby is still behind you. They seem to be a little bit in chaos at this point as they came for one thing, encountered three people who they thought were going to give them the thing and then actually only <laughs> had a kitten and just really threw them off. Jimmy and Jerry keep like kind of shoving each other as they try to figure out what to do next. And the three of you have gotten off scot-free as you approach this figure at the
4: gate. Jeff, would you like to introduce your character? yeah Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi there! I'm Callan! This is my <laughs> lovely Pegasus Aaliyah. Boy, it looks like you guys are in a bit of trouble there. How's it going? Not good. <laughs> we made it through. It's been a weird day for everyone, hasn't it? But you know what they say, if the sun is out, then there's smiles about. Y'all, <laughs> go ahead and roll me history, please. Uh, 23. 20, not
3: natural. 10. This is the happiest Vidalkan you have ever seen.
4: I speak Vidalkin. Jeff, can you describe your character for me, please? Sure. Khaled is a equinaut coming from a long line of other Khalids, The reason why Khaled is so positive and good is because he wants to differentiate himself from the lineage he's come from so he couldn't be just another one. Yeah, get the joke there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so his he's he's really, yeah, a little bit more boisterous than other Vidalkins. He is always really into self-improvement. He reads a lot of books on the subject, follows a lot of leaders in that space, um, and is known to say a lot of quotes, inspire the scouts and warriors around him. Not everyone likes it. Some people think he's a bit much, especially for Vidalcan, um, but he always tries to have a smile on his face because he's trying to be the best that he can be.
1: Aww. Love it. Mm. Um, Those of you who rolled a 20 and higher, you know that most Vidalcan are a little bit more like, uh... Typically, monotonous might be a good word. Mm. Okay.
4: Well, you're chipper. <laughs> 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 well, the sky is falling. What else can you do about that but try to smile and not let all the dark thoughts in? <laughs> Fighting back despair is the highest
1: calling one can have. The noise behind you gets louder and louder as the cult of Rakdos is all yelling at each other now because they can't figure out what to do. And you just kind of hear a chorus of like screams and yells and they all seem to kind of have turned on each other.
3: I am still invisible, (laughs) but I'm just gonna say, it's like a den of snakes out there. (laughs) Who said that? Y'all heard that too, right? Eden? Oh. I'm so sorry. And I'm going to release that spell and just be kind of right there, probably in between the two of them. How is the kitten? Wink.
1: <laughs> Did you say wink?
2: Yes, I do. Good. Safe.
1: <laughs> Secure.
3: Wonderful. The kitten seems to be
1: asleep in your arms, sorja <laughs> It's so
3: cute. Where'd y'all get that kitten? The forest. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to have conflicting stories. It came
2: to us in the forest. Which is accurate. Okay, this is,
1: it's not wrong. Uh, we, we need to get this kitten to its home. So, uh, we must go. You can come with us. (laughs)
4: Well, you seem very adamant about protecting this cat. And listen, if there's anything better than a cat, then I don't know what is. And I would love to follow you because it looks like you guys have just walked away from a big old heap of trouble. So let's go. And then I start running. And I, sorry, and I, I slap my um Pegasus on its hind. I flinch. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: wondering. <laughs> we appreciate your help, Zorja.
1: Here's a question. Where are you running to? Don't I know the general direction to go? <laughs> That's a good question. Do you? Okay, what What should I... What's, I know where they live, don't I? The sky. Then, but didn't they point me somewhere? No, you just started running. Okay, then I wait. I don't run yet. I ask <laughs> another question. <laughs> okay, what do you ask? I thought they were like eagles, you know, where they all like congregate in a certain nest in the mountains or something. Oh, no. But These I are giant not. sky snakes. Okay, so what do you ask as you stand here? Here's a random question to you. Where do the sky swimmers live? Are you asking Khaled? Yes because he has a Pegasus and can also fly. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um <laughs> can you take this cat? Khalid, you are very confused as to where this question
4: is coming from, I will say. That is correct. Listen, just because <laughs> just because my horse has wings doesn't know doesn't mean I know everything about wings. Now, if you want to talk about wings, I know a wonderful market that has the most delicious wings <laughs> around.
3: I look a little offended at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually like right behind you, too i having a
1: really
4: hard time with it.
1: <laughs> The wings you're talking about are actually sold in the market, like, ahead of you on the Great Concourse. I don't eat wings.
4: <laughs> so not only did I smack the wrong uh, hind, I'm now... <laughs> no, you, I didn't think he smacked mine. It was sympathy pains. <laughs> oh, that's what you were saying. I thought you did. No. I don't think anything like a peccasus. There'd be a whole different conversation here's a question how does a pegasus wear pants
2: (laughs) is this a a joke
1: (laughs) what i don't know jeff how
4: one leg at a time
2: (laughs) (laughs) we might not wear pants but we do wear shoes
1: (laughs) no at the moment i'm not much interested in wings i'm exclusively interested in where sky swimmers live so i would say jeff you do know that sky swimmers live in the sky now
4: looking at the etymology of the word here what i can surmise is that sky swimmers come from the sky other than that i'm just trying to figure out what's going on just like everybody else
2: so let's say there was a cat that wished it could fly in the sky with other sky swimmers (laughs) do you think you might be able to help us Deliver this cat so it can be raised by sky swimmers.
1: Jeff, you know that sky swimmers typically eat other animals that fly in the sky. Including pegasi, which is a whole thing.
4: It's a story you don't like to talk about. Now, I know that sky swimmers have a particular appetite for all sorts of creatures. That is a really lovely cat. I would hate for it to get hurt. So, so I'm a little bit concerned about your mission here.
1: Okay, this
3: is ridiculous now. This
2: is not a cat. Is he
3: is he dressed in, like, Selesnia rope? Like, he's one of our people, right? Oh, for sure he's one of your people. He's yeah. an equinot. Yeah, so we can trust him. Do you want to roll me an insight check? Yes. I do not.
1: I just want to tell him. Okay. That'll be a 25. Eden, he seems very trustworthy.
3: Then I will let Laura continue. He is wearing a Celesnian crest on his cloak. And my pants are freshly
4: pressed, <laughs> so you know I'm serious. <laughs>
1: got some nice pleats in them. This is not a cat. We have been charged with a mission by the Tristani to deliver this fallen Skyswimmer back to its home before they all destroy our... What's the name of the tree? Vitugazi. but also your entire guild and the city of Ravnica. We need to get this Skyswimmer back before the other Skyswimmers notice it's gone and destroy... Everything. In the utmost irony, you hear a (laughs) sound from the clouds above. Is that the sound of a sky swimmer? That's a very good question. I don't know.
3: Can I roll perception? Yes, you may. I got an 11. Uh, 27, 29, sorry, 29.
1: Zorja, there are a lot of voices and sounds coming from the sky today, and it's kind of scary. Liden, you look up and you see this massive, or again, gargantuan shadow of a giant serpent against the clouds. You can't see it yet, but you know that a sky swimmer is Uh there.
3: Appears we have company. Good company. Mama company. Well, I have no
1: intention of moving because I want to get rid of this Sky Swimmer. Uh, Zorja,
2: it's hurt. Have we tried to heal it?
1: No, but I can. And I turn to
3: Eden. Oh, I would not heal it in this form. Do we feel like we should turn it back? I don't want the other Sky Swimmer to eat it. Oh. And I kind of see, it, like, the earnestness in your face. And that—that that is fair. Uh, and I'm going to release the polymorph. And now I do lay on hands for this Sky Swimmer, and I heal it, um,
1: let's say, 30 points. Okay, so this Sky Swimmer has been somewhat limp in your arms, curled up asleep, and it now starts to move. It has no visible eyes that you can see, and in fact, it seems to have somewhat of a helmet on its head with these spine-like horns protruding from it, and spines that run all down its back as it starts to kind of squirm a little bit in your arms before it kind of settles back in, seeming comfortable and asleep, but better. And I, uh, I give it a little belly scratch. It purrs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a strange sound, though. I don't know exactly what it is. It's like... Cute. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> And all of you are standing there with this Vidalkin at the gate. See, Khaled,
2: it's not a cat.
4: (laughs) That is not a cat. (laughs) We told you so.
2: Tristani tasked us with returning this Sky Swimmer to its mother. So
4: that's why I was called down here. I see. Well... I would love to help you. And now, like I said, we could go through the market. I promise I won't buy any wings. But that might <laughs> that might be a pretty safe bet to, for, to, for us to go through if you want to get it through there with not much hassle, especially since looks like Mama's about. I say let's go for it.
1: Whatever way is best to get this poor Sky Swimmer where it belongs. Yeah, I would say, uh, Zorja, what is your plan to get this Sky Swimmer where it belongs? You did start running in a direction, which was a, a great show of initiative. But what's what's the end goal here? Well, with this other Sky Swimmer in the sky, I was just going to hold up the little one and wait for the big one to come get it. But that apparently doesn't seem like the best cause of action. Do you do that right now? Like, Are you just like holding the Sky Swimmer up in the air while the rest of the people talk around you yeah until it becomes obvious that they don't think that's a good idea
4: i push my pegasus a little bit away from you just in case mama swoops down (laughs) don't want it to eat my mount.
2: (laughs) maybe it's like releasing a bird that's been injured you have to go somewhere and then you throw it into the air once it's healed and then it remembers to fly and it goes
3: and flies on its own it's a um. circle of life <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. um, <laughs> if i could speak as a bird person <laughs>
4: yes
3: i would worry a little bit about that action it is very young but i'm just a bird so person. It's not strong enough to fly yet is
1: this the bad way to do it Because I haven't lowered my arms yet. Nobody has done anything. Zorcha says, holding this sky swimmer up full on Rafiki Simba style, (laughs) but in the middle of the street, Outside the Vernati, are there a bunch of people around? There are totally a bunch of people around. Oh, oh my gosh! No, I wouldn't do that. Then I, I would, I would start running to an open field. Well, I mean, they're not like looking at you. They're not immediately surrounding you, but they're ahead of you. I don't want anyone to get hurt by <laughs> okay. this, this sky swimmer swooping down. So I would, I would start running again to an open field. Okay. Well, you're currently kind of in an open field,
2: but there are people ahead of you. So, did we ever establish- Colin, do do you know anyone that might be able to help us figure out where this thing belongs? How to get it back into the sky?
4: Well, from down here, there's a lot of options for this sky swimmer to attack just about anyone. <laughs> especially, especially my pegasus would not like that to happen this week
3: or next week or the week I afterwards. Say, next week is fine; <laughs> it's schedules clear, but not this week.
4: Yeah, maybe, in, maybe until I get my pension. But for now, I'm working. <laughs> I need, I need this. I need my pegasus in peak condition. Now, I do know there's a place called New Providence. It's, it's one of the tallest structures in the area. It's over at the 10th district. That might be a good spot to maybe, if you want to do the whole. Holding up thing again, we can try it over there. But down here, a lot of people.
1: Okay, great idea. I'm going to go do that now. Can you all roll me a history check,
2: please? Twelve. Ugh. Finally, I switched to the Merryweather dice. Uh, sixteen. Okay. Nineteen.
1: Okay. Zorja and Erevis, you know that New Prav is yes, the tallest structure in the tenth district of Ravnica. It's actually located in Precinct Two, just to the south of Precinct Three, where most of the Silesnian headquarters is located. It is also the headquarters of the Azorius Senate. Eden, you have been there a number of times. You usually come at it from a different direction than cutting through Precinct precinct 3 itself so it kind of threw you off but you do realize now that you are headed that direction oh perfect i will be able to get us inside fairly easily you take the sky swimmer back down out of the sky and keep moving i suppose
3: yes <laughs> i keep moving okay not to redo something but i do think i'm going to cast polymorph again and turn it back into a kitten no i'm gonna turn it something else when you said redo something i was worried we were going to be retconning something and i don't think we can do no, that. no 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 no.
4: i actually want to change my name can we start over
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: dear god <laughs> i want to be buffalo Bill. <laughs> i'm going to
3: turn it into a capuchin monkey okay i think you're gonna hold on better zorgia you are
1: now holding a monkey how active is this monkey? <laughs> well, it was just asleep, so I think it's still asleep. Okay. It's real cute, though. And it kind of reaches up both arms and just hugs them around your neck. Does it look like a baby
2: capuchin monkey? Probably.
3: <laughs> so cute. Oh, I'm just looking at a Google image search of capuchin monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, after I turn it in to the capuchin monkey, I'm going to turn to Zorgia and say, this way I can hold on to you better. I appreciate that. I do not know what battles will come. <laughs> That was so monotone. (laughs) (laughs) What are y'all doing? We're going to go to the marketplace. Fate. Okay. (laughs)
2: Let's go. I was already walking. (laughs) Are you looking at the pictures I sent? Are you sending pictures of monkeys? Of capuchin monkeys. Oh, look gosh. At oh, gosh.
1: They're, They're so, so cute. cute. They're so cute.
2: Oh, no. They're so very
1: cute. <laughs> so cute. I just looked at it again. <laughs> Silly monkey. Okay. The four of you, or five of you, if you, of course, count the Pegasus, travel into
4: the Great Concourse. Jeff, are you riding or walking? How are you, you traveling? I am walking along my Pegasus. I don't want to take this, guys. I'm a little bit scared now that we saw the uh, shadow of the gargantuan mama in the sky. Very nice.
1: Okay. Nice use of the word gargantuan. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You travel along the great concourse and you enter the crowd, which is, is bustling. You see a number of awakened shrubs kind of just walking about, sometimes dropping a few leaves as they go a- about their errands for whoever has brought them to life. Um, you see a number of other people, some of who greet you as you pass, uh, recognizing your uh, renown within the guild. And you actually pass the wings place
3: Ugh. on the way.
4: I'm, I'm sorry. You don't have to get any of those. I understand those make you upset.
3: It's all right. I'm going to be like, I'm going to wave to the shop owner even as I pass. I pretty much wave at anyone that I see. Uh, Yeah, the shop, the shop owner waves back. It's called...
1: Just wing it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. It's called just wing it. And you wave and the shop owner of just wing it waves back and you continue through. Now, it is a little bit hard to traverse. Particularly, I would say, Laura for Zorgia and Becca for Erebus. Can y'all go ahead and and, uh, roll me whatever you deem necessary to kind of...
2: Is it a city? Yeah, it is a city, actually. That means that it is not difficult for our party to traverse it because it is one of my... Well, it's for natural explore. Difficult terrain doesn't slow the party. We can't become lost except by magic. We remain alert, even while engaged in other
1: activity. Now, the reason it's flavored a bit this way... is for Rebecca's ranger, there are a number of favored terrains that don't really fit the Ravnikan setting. So I went ahead and offered her to kind of flavor some of them to allow for more flexibility for this character. So for instance, instead of the coast, she her natural explorer suits, instead of the coast, waterways or in this case um, mountainous terrain is more city ways and so she chose city ways waterways and what else forest of course for celestia so um you travel through and uh, it's it's much easier than you expected people kind of clear as you pass especially once they they recognize that there is an equinot a votary a sagittar, and a dignitary in their presence they all kind of back away from you in a friendly way they're not afraid of you but they give you space to pass, recognizing and respecting you, yes. So, it takes a good deal of time to make your way through, and by the time you reach the other side, it has been about an hour. Not quite, but almost. I'm gonna say 50 minutes, really to make it through here, and you have kept a close eye, very alert, you might say, on the sky to see the shadow, but so far, nothing has happened. And you get to the other side of the great concourse, which is a big net of roadways that are kind of on, on a higher tiered level. And underneath is the Concordance, which is one of the Selesnian neighborhoods. And used to be filled with a bunch of buildings for the Orzov Syndicate, but now is somewhat broken down and has been filled with Vernatis. And once you reach the end of the Great Concourse, you can see Nuprav much closer in the distance. However, you still have a little ways to go, and you do have to pick your way through the concordance to make it there. The concordance is um, a lot of great stone buildings that have fallen down and are now covered with moss and repurposed, essentially, into the Vernadi. Becca, I believe that this will actually still somewhat be favored terrain with you, so you're able to pick your way mm-hmm. through. And you, Erebus, and Eden both hear the sound of footsteps first from your right. I turn to see. I do as well. Evadalkin steps forward from the shadows. It's much stranger than Khalid, who you're traveling with. It has firm carapace over its back and two claws hanging down at its side. And Eden, you immediately recognize another Simic hybrid.
3: I don't recognize this particular one. You don't. Is it in Celestia garbs? It is not. Okay, I'm going to put a hand out to my companions, turn to it, and say, Hello, I've not seen you around Celestia before. No, no, you have not. I assume that you're from the Combine.
1: Yes, I am. And Erebus, you notice to the left, another figure step forward. This one is humanoid with large, large eyes and somewhat long fingers webbed between them.
3: Well, we are not used to so many uh, Simic visitors. Are you just traveling through? No.
1: No, I think you know better than that, dignitary. She's gonna nod. I feared as much. We come to claim what you possess.
2: Friendship?
1: (coughs) Another figure steps forward from the shadows with large ears and a bat-like nose with wings draped down its side, and another, and another. So many. Yeah, there are a lot.
2: I'm just watching, pulling out my... Well, I guess I never put it away, but maybe holding a little tighter, getting ready to grab another arrow for my longbow but without actually moving it in case it'll start something, you know? If they go for, if they start something first, I'm ready.
3: I am going to say, well, I guess moments like this, they call for a song. I'm going to pull out my ocarina. I would say that I've got my feather-covered fingers around my ocarina. And I'm playing and kind of bouncing a little as I play. So I can only do this to about four of them. So I'll probably choose the one that's already spoken to me. Okay. And the bat-looking one. Oh, there are only four of them? I didn't describe the last two, so... There are five of them. I'll do the four that I can, that I can. Okay. I'll let you decide whoever I don't. And I'm going to need them to make a wisdom saving throw. What do they need to beat? A uh, 16. Okay. Only one of them succeeds. So the other three are going to be uh, memorized by me as I play. Mesmerized? Memorized? Mesmerized. <gasps> the other three. Got it memorized. <laughs> the words are hard, guys. Uh <laughs>
1: Four of them seem to kind of fade out of focus as they listen to the song, and they sway a little bit as you bounce. And the amphibious one looks at their companions and says, "Guys, guys, what are what are you? What are you? It's not it's not that cool of a song, guys, guys." And then the sky swimmer transforms back from a monkey to a sky swimmer, and it says, "There." It charges at you. Nope, Zorja. Nope, Nope. I'm I'm gone. Nope. Are you running? uh yep okay so um. just taking off eden is singing or not singing performing and sorry erevis what are you doing
2: i ready i got my my weapon already yeah like forever ago <laughs> no no i repeated it just but now like before oh, okay, anything okay. happened i said i'm getting ready so that if they do something first okay. then i can
1: respond then go ahead and uh roll me for your attack yeah 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 24 okay that'll hit for the
3: first attack Wait, which one are you attacking?
1: The amphibious one. Okay, good. So that's five. I'm going to use my
2: second attack. Okay. On that same one. 18 plus eight, so. That'll also hit, yes. (laughs) Five. Okay. Then, once per turn, I get to, where did I write it down? I took the Horde Breaker. So once on each turn, when making... Oh, never mind. It's a melee attack. JK. Okay. So these arrows thud
1: at the amphibious creature as it launches itself towards Zorja, who is now just like running. And it, it seems to deter this being. And it, it looks around and is like, guys, guys. And they seem to still be engaged in the song. And it takes a large trident from its back. Takes an attack at you, Erebus. And that'll be 18 to hit? Uh, that's what I have. Okay, so it'll barely hit, and that will be 8 damage. Okay, what are y'all doing? Oh, can I go now? Oh, you're running. Okay, well, while I'm running, I want to do something else, too. Go for it, go for it. Well, I I don't think they're going to attack and hurt this creature. I think they want it to, they want to keep it.
2: Oh... Can I retcon? Okay. I wrote down making a melee attack. In the book it does not say melee. Okay. That's why I didn't take the third attack. Okay. Go ahead and yeah, take the third attack. But it has to be on a different one. Uh. So the three that are entranced, the other okay, one. Th- the one that's not entranced? Okay. The other one that's not entranced, yeah.
1: Yeah, so on the other one that's not entranced, you're able to take this action and it's still kind of processing. It's not really sure what's going on and hasn't attacked yet. Go ahead and roll damage for or roll attack or damage whatever you're doing for that, yes? Nineteen. Um. Yeah, that'll hit.
4: Nine. There we go. Uh, Jeff, what are you doing during this time? I do mount my pegasus to get it ready, not to run away. Uh, but just to back it up, just to make, just to get a lay of what's happening. Get ready to pounce on anyone if I need to, if I see any of this party get in trouble.
1: Yeah, Erebus seems to be keeping these enemies pretty well at bay, and the rest are currently still mesmerized by Eden's performance. And Zorgia is. I'm... Can you describe to me what is around me? Yeah, you're running through kind of these broken stones covered in moss. You still see the new Prav building up ahead, but you're currently further down below it through these like kind of under alleyways in this broken down old city. How far away... How far have I been able to run? I, I mean, if you are running up to 60 feet. I'm going to cast plant growth. Okay. Um, this spell... Channels vitality into plants within a specific area. And there are two different ways you can use it. So let me decide which one I'm going to use. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to cast plant growth, which channels vitality into plants within a specific area. Yep. I'm going to use it as an action and choose a point near me, between me and those coming after this sky swimmer. All normal plants in a hundred foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown. And a creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every foot it moves. Okay, so this moss grows larger and denser, and these roots spring up from the ground and entangle, closing off this path between you and the rest of your party and the Simic Combine members. Mm -hmm. All right, what are the rest of you doing?
2: And so we're just there, and then all of a sudden... Zorja takes off running. The Luxodon is gone, and then there's magical plants (laughs) blocking our exit. Yes. (laughs) I have one job to do, and I will do it. Maybe I could help. Help the, the, what are you, a diplomat, a dignitary? I'm a dignitary. Help the dignitary. I'll traverse the terrain. So I have lands stride. Okay. Which, in terms of magical terrain, which, is this, does this terrain count as magical, or does it just count as difficult? Like, she just made difficult terrain appear. I think it counts as difficult terrain, but I'm
1: honestly not sure. Laura, does it have any, like... It's called plant growth. It doesn't say anything about it. It just says moving through the area must spend four feet of movement. Okay, for every so it's difficult
2: it terrain yes. then. Okay, cool. Um, all normal plants become thick and overgrown, so they don't become magical plants. Great. I can pass right. through non-magical plants without being slowed or taking damage. Okay. Nice. So I'll just gallop, leap, and hop, step through.
3: <laughs> okay. Eden is going to offer her hand to uh, Khaled and
4: say, All right, I'll take a ride. Well, hop along, because once Khaled's in the sky, nobody dies. (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: Khaled. You left off and are able to soar high enough to uh, traverse these plants that have grown uh, behind Zorgia as she runs, but not high enough to really take to the sky. You're still kind of low enough to the ground, and you leave the Simic Combine members behind. And then you hear another strange high-pitched roar. Uh Uh-oh. And as you look up, you see that this shadowy figure in the clouds is above you yet again. And this time, now fully healed, well, not fully healed, but feeling better than it was before, the Sky Swimmer stirs and makes a sound. And you hear a roar again as Mama starts to descend. To the new prof! From the sky, you see this guard gantuan again serpentine creature with these long spines like a four-pointed crown around its head and long long spiny teeth at its maw it is at least a mile long oh my gosh with green scales and sharp spines along its back and a helmet on its head area, made of like a copper-colored mesh, and it is now descending straight towards you as you hurry towards
2: New Prov. Throw the baby! Throw the baby! Throw the baby! Throw the baby! I'm, I'm not gonna throw the baby, but I, I am gonna in the air, in the air. And I'm just gonna hold it up. I'm, I'm. I don't.
1: I don't want it to yeah. die.
4: <laughs> I put my hands on the sides of my Pegasus's eyes so it can just look forward, so it doesn't get scared.
1: Oh, smart. Okay. Are you continuing towards
4: New Prov? Oh, we are making a beeline. Okay.
1: Um. So you are able to. <laughs> can We stealth our way there. Has it seen us? It's coming towards you. So it's seen us. I want it to see me. Well, I mean, it knows. <laughs> it knows the direction where the baby's sound came from, and you all are booking it towards Nuprav. Now, Nuprav is this tall, it is the tallest structure, again, in the 10th district, which is the area of Ravnica you all reside in. And um, it is made of three tall towers, each of which houses a, a column of the Azorius Senate. There's no staircase around it like some of the the buildings in Selesnia have and it, it looks like essentially three triangle tall gray towers with sheer sides no windows and water pouring off the top
2: go 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 go, go, go. yeah I'm, I'm going I'm going I'm going I'm still holding baby up. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Put, put the baby down. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come here. It'll eat all of us. It'll just swallow us up in one big bite. Well, what am I supposed to do with the baby? Put it on, put it on the roof. Get it to the roof. I don't know.
1: Get okay. Well, how do you expect me to do that? Go inside
3: the building. <laughs> We're gonna go inside the building. Hold on one second. Hold, hold on one second. Laura, where are you? Are you, are you at the base of the building? Yeah. I'm going to cast Dimension Door. Okay. Uh, a door is going to appear before you, and um, would say, "Zorja, go through. That'll take you straight to the roof." I do it. Um, how does dimension door work, Sam? It's five hundred feet. Is that going to be t- enough?
1: Oh, fifty stories. I think. Yeah. So it is slightly taller than that, but you can get her close to the top, Sam. Okay. With this so dimension can at least door,
3: get rid of some of the time that's going to take. Exactly.
1: So, okay. you create this dimension door, and it, it swirls with magical energy. Zorgia, do you go inside? Yes. Okay. You find yourself in an office of the Azorian Senate. There's a, a sign that seems to point to the stairs to higher levels, and there are a number of people looking rather strangely at you, including a Vidalkin, Loxodon, Centaur, and a human, who just look kind of stunned as they hold up their paperwork, and... Then promptly drop it. What do you do? I go to the stairs, and as soon as I can see the stairs, I'm going to cast Misty Step to get me 30 feet farther quickly. Okay, yeah. So you cast that, and you're able to step faster up the stairs. The Sky Swimmer in your arm is complaining more loudly now with that same shrill scream as it, it writhes in your arms, awake and alert. We're going as fast as I can possibly move us, but I am very tall and heavy and I don't want to hurt you. We're going to get there. Just be with me. Sure enough, you pound up the stairs and it is like, this is a hassle. You have huge feet and these stairs are not really conducive to that. In fact, they're not really conducive for your size or your height either, but you're able to make it through and you find the exit out to the roof. Is there like a nice little ledge that I can put the baby on or should I like be holding it out so that this sky swimmer can reach it easily without destroying the building. So you see, you see this serpent and it is, its attention seems to be fixed below on something, but it's about at level with you where you're at now. There's no real ledge necessarily. Um, It's very flat up here. What do you do? I trumpet and I, I hold the babe, the sky swimmer out with open palms. So that I'm, I'm still holding it, but it, I'm not keeping it from its mother. You trumpet, and the Sky Swimmer mimics the sound you're making with its scream. And the large Sky Swimmer looks at you. It still has no eyes, but its head immediately turns your direction. And its teeth are all at least as long as you are. And for a minute, <sighs> its face just stays still and you imagine that you're making eye contact with it even if you're not sure where to look as it just watches you hold its child out and after a moment it lowers its head so that you can see among its spines on its head there's a kind of a crown area and it lowers that towards you at the edge of the building does it look like the baby would be safe in that spot is that what it's trying to tell me it does kind of look like that i will gingerly place the sky swimmer there and then back away you place the sky swimmer in this area and it immediately curls around the horns there and seems to nestle in and this time it lets out another shrill scream that sounds happy as you back away and the sky swimmer looks up at you again and then it begins to swim back up towards the clouds and that is the end of our session Well, thank you so much,
4: Jeff. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. And yeah, thanks.
1: Um, Thanks everyone for joining us on our Selesnian adventure that is as yet unnamed, but I'm sure will be soon. We had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, Thanks to Wizard of the Coast for having us. We are Fate and the Fable Maidens and we can be found at fatefmcast across social media or at fatefmcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our adventure and enjoy a Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica.
4: This is Jeff Ramos, the Dungeon Master and host of Overrealmed, a not-so-serious role-playing podcast. We have new episodes every Monday, and they're all very unserious and very fun. Uh, it is me and four other friends going through the world of the Forgotten Realms in the worst way possible. So you can always check us out every week on your favorite podcast app at Overrealmed, and you can also support us. We are supported at patreon.com slash